Hello, everybody. We are live. We are live. I just finished the phone conversation. It was so nice because I had this phone conversation with a good friend of mine. We were talking for like an hour and a half or something like that. He's a really good guy. I really love him. Uh, and uh, and the phone, you know, we we were we were. I you know, I told him I have to go in like two minutes. And then um, he was talking, and I was like, I know that he will finish talking exactly when I need to go live. And that's exactly what happened. It's, it's so, so nice to have that. You know when you have these feelings that things will just work themselves out and you trust it and it happens, it works? That's fantastic. It's one of my favorite things. How you guys doing? Welcome to the show. This is Going Crazy. It's a show where for no reason that I need to explain anymore, I am going crazy. Um, you know, I think everybody's going crazy right now. So you're all kind of synced in to me. I'm just generally growing, going crazy as the years progress. Uh, uh, I'm going insane, and I've always been a bit insane. Uh, but now that there's a pandemic, I feel like a lot of other people are now going through uh, a lot of the things that I'm going through on a general regular basis. So it's nice that we can all go insane together, and I, felt, I feel like this is a good time to express the insanity. So uh, this is going crazy. It's a show where I talk about all sorts of shit, and then uh, you can write me stuff while the show is going on, and then, uh, you know, I will address whatever you uh, wrote, and uh, sometimes it'll be funny, sometimes it'll be deep, sometimes it'll be shit, and uh, you will laugh at me for being pathetic. But it all goes because, you know, who the fuck cares? Anyway, I just had a good conversation with a friend of mine. We were talking about death and disease and shit and, and adoption, <laughs> which is a good thing. Oh, and by the way, I realized something. I realized that uh, there are two things uh, that are everyday things that are frowned upon by religion, and that they are connected. I don't want to say, man, how you doing? Uh, good to see you. Adamas has joined us. Here we go. Adamas, best name in this hemisphere. Anyway, so uh, the we were talking about this, and I realized religion, uh, like masturbation and suicide, are very, very close to each other as ideas. First, I'll, I'll, uh, Julie is writing. Hey, Ori, how you doing? Tell me, what are your plans for tomorrow? Oh, I will tell you this in a second. So, uh, I, I realize they're they're connected to each other because uh, you know when the, the younger you are, you know when you're a teenager, you want to masturbate a lot and you also want to kill yourself a lot, and one can also solve the other. And uh, the more you, the older you get, the less you want to masturbate the less you want to kill yourself. But you still have, you know, it kind of correlates still, I think, throughout your whole life uh, until you get older. And then uh, and then maybe, you know, you still want to do it, but maybe you can't. And then that's why you want to kill yourself. Anyway, uh, what are my plans? Happy New Year, everybody. I'm sorry to start with so such a dark topic. But hey, you know, that's what I do. I go from dark to light or light to dark. I go into the darkness and try to make it light. By the way, my name, Ori, in Hebrew, means my light because my mom... Uh, is you know I'm my mom's light, but I can uh, I can be yours. You know um, I think about this sometimes the meaning of my name, and I do think that I try to go dark in order to make it lighter because I think that we have you know we've we have these like thoughts of what is dark and what is light, you know, and instead of kind of uh, having it all just be an experience of life, we we paint certain things to be darker because we less want to talk about them, want to put them you know come come compartmentalize them uh, uh, in a dark place. Uh, uh, but then if we don't do that and we make light of it, then maybe uh, it's easier to deal with life, you know, because the darkness is there and the light is there. Anyway, 
Ah, I think I, I, I watched the live stream from a few days ago. It was fun, but I was speaking really, really quickly. So I want to I want to I want to speak a little not as quick today. So Julie asked, uh, what are my plans for tomorrow? So here's the thing. Uh, first off, I have a dog. He's a very sweet dog, but he is scared shitless from these fireworks. Like I can't appreciate fireworks anymore. I used to like them when I was a kid. Oh, look at the shiny things in the sky. Now I don't like them because they. First off, they leave this trail of uh, of uh, you know of of pollution. You know, it's like everybody's like, oh, stop polluting the planet, but we're gonna blow up shit in New Year's. You know, it's like it's hypocritical to me. So I don't like it very much, really. And now that I have a dog for, you know, a long time, and he's scared shitless. Like, for him, like, imagine his, like, dogs can hear anything we can hear, like, a hundred times stronger or even a thousand times stronger. So for him, an explosion like that is like, oh, my God, God has come to punish me for eating the food on the ground that I'm not supposed to eat, right? So it's a religious experience for him. So, like, the first time I was in Berlin, and, and by the way, I understand, like, the whole year... It's outlawed uh, to, 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 to you know, use fireworks. And then one day a year, the Germans need to get their aggression out. I get it. Without this, we have the Nazis back. I get it. I understand that you must do this, you know? And then all the other cultures that came here are kind of like on it. You know, I went to, when I was, uh, first year here, I was without my dog. And I went to, uh, I went to a party, uh, a drug dealer, a guy who I know who is a drug dealer. Uh, he invited me to his party and I went to his party and I didn't know, like people told me, oh, there's fireworks, but I didn't know, I didn't understand that this is a war zone, right? So I went to his party, which was the outskirts of Neukölln. So it wasn't that bad, but it wasn't good. Like I got out of the U-Bahn and everybody in the U-Bahn was kind of losing it. And I went out of the U-Bahn, I got to this person's house and I met some friends there and he was, he's also gay and his... Uh, entire apartment was like it was like a gay party, uh, but but everybody was dressed like weirdly, and there was a lot of drugs, a lot, a lot of drugs, and uh, I'm talking about every drug you can think of, right? And I don't do most of those drugs, so I was there for a little bit, and then there was a thing, you know, I'm not gonna get into detail for you know the FBI, but there was a you know, well, a line of a thing, and I just uh, I just said, all right, hey, you know, let's have a good time. And I asked him, hey, can I, uh, can I, uh, and he said, yeah, sure. And so I did it. And I got to tell you, my heart started speeding like 50 times an hour. I'm, I'm not even kidding. It was, and I was like freaking out. And I asked my, I asked the guy like, what, what's in that? And apparently, cause I just thought it was normal, you know, the, the, the white thing. And then, uh, and then he said, no, 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 it's a combination of the white thing. Uh, uh, you know, uh, speed and and caffeine. I was like, who in their right mind would want to do anything like that? Why would you want you to go insane? So apparently these are drugs that people take when they want to party for like 48 hours, but I was not in that mindset. You know, I just had a little puff of a joint and I was feeling good and now, oh my God, and I wasn't feeling good because never mind. Like I was trying to be cool there, but I'm, I wasn't feeling good. I, every time I take weed, I just get paranoid. But I was there and I, my heart was like, and I went, to, I had to go to the toilet and calm myself down. I was in the toilet sitting there. My heart is like, and I'm like, all right, it's okay. You're not having a heart attack. It's fine. You just took this thing. You shouldn't have taken this thing. You know? Uh, yeah. A year full of rules and punishment. Then the Germans need one day to blow up everything. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I understand 
that that's what you need. One day a year, you need to go insane so you can go back to pretending like everything is okay. I understand that. Germans need it. It's in your DNA. I think somebody cracked that. That's why they're not stopping people. They just, they just outlawed getting uh, fireworks. So they drove to people. Listen, people drive to Poland. Like Germans drive to Poland to get the good fireworks, which, you know, they've seen like Lord of the Rings with Gandalf with a dragon. You know, that's what they go out to get. And they fucking blow that shit up. Yeah, the German way of life. And yeah, the German way of life, being passive aggressive the whole year and then one, one year being aggressive. Anyway, so I was freaking out and I, and I said to myself, I have to go, I have to go. This is the level of intensity. I have to go, I have to go now. So I went out of the toilet. I said goodbye to the drug dealer. I went towards the door and, and there were, my friends were there and there were also three gay guys. That one, of them, one of them was wearing like a pianist outfit which was weird to me, and it was just, it seemed surreal, you know, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here, and I said, can I, can I please pass, and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, but, but I was behaving weirdly, because they weren't really blocking anything, they were just being nice and standing there and talking to people, but I was freaking out, I was like, can I pass, can I pass, I need to go, I need to go, so I got out, right, and then I went to the Uban, and I went to another party, somebody's house party, right, like another comedian house, house party, and on the U-Bahn, things were again weird and people playing music. But then I got out of the U-Bahn in Cottbus tour. Now, I don't know if you're from Israel or not, but I stepped out. Now, take in mind, at this point, I did this line and I, I completely, and I took some weed and was paranoid. And yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Julie says, uh, uh, did you have an anxiety attack? Yeah, that was like an anxiety attack that I didn't realize was happening, right? So I got out of the U-Bahn, and the first thing I see is like two Arab kids going, oh, oh, you know, I was like, what the fuck? And then I was standing literally in before the, the stairs of the U-Bahn, looking up, you know, and hearing all these explosions, right? And I was just like, I'm going to get kidnapped. Like I was literally thinking, I'm going to get kidnapped. But there was another sane part of my brain. It was like, Ori, it's going to be fine. You're not going to get kidnapped. You're just going to go directly. And, and listen, my friend lives like 200 meters away from the U-Bahn, right? But I was like, I was like, you're just going to go there. It's going to be fine. I had to convince myself. So for other people just looking around, they're just seeing this guy staring at the stairs of the U-Bahn, right? But I'm sure I'm going to get kidnapped. Anyway, I managed to convince myself to get out of the U-Bahn. I get out of the U-Bahn and everything is exploding around me, right? I just go, just don't look, just go straight. You're not going to get kidnapped. It's fine. This is called Bustle Tour we're talking about, yeah? So, and I walk, and then I see a, a bunch of teenagers firing, like, fucking, you know, fire, firing, uh, uh, um, um, you know, fireworks at buses and shit. They were doing it to the sky. They were just shooting it at shit. And I was just clinging to, like, a wall and just slowly walking, hoping they don't notice me. And then I got to my friend's place. I was like, oh, shit. And I buzzed the buzzer, and I went up. And just a bunch of comedians were there. And it was just they were just having fun, you know? And I was just like, is everybody freaking out? Or is it just me? And they were like, no, no, it's just you. And they were already used to it. And I was like, oh, shit, this is some Israeli PTSD shit. It, it looked like the Gaza Strip to me. It, it, was, it was insane. Like, I wasn't a warrior in the army. But if I was, I'm sure I would get, like, PTSD from that. It was insane. And, uh, and it was insane. Uh, it was an insane day. And so I decided after that day, I am never going out on New Year's again in Germany ever, right? Uh, but I, I live in Penzlauberg, and then uh, here they're just like little German kids firing shit, and it's fine. But the year after, my dog was here, and we were in Frankfurt, and he was shaking the whole night. I was like, all right, I was next to him. 
I was petting him, but he was shaking the whole night through. And I was like, oh, shit. So since then, two years in a row, we've been taking him out of town. Uh, one was in at, uh, uh, we went, we couldn't, listen, apparently Germans, I don't know if you know this about Germans, they like to plan ahead. Now, if you want to get out of the city in New Year's to a place where you can take your dog and there's no fireworks, those places are booked. They're booked solid. Like if it's in Poland, if it's in Germany, if it, it could be wherever, like it could be an island, they're booked solid. Hold on, hold on. Uh, Julie's saying, thanks for sharing your experiences. I never saw it from this point, but I totally understand. And I'm thinking about my own habits now. What are your habits? Do you, do you uh, use fireworks? Are you exploding fireworks? Yeah, I don't think people think about that. Like, I become a grumpy old man now. Like, if I hear fireworks now, last night at 2 a.m., there were teenagers, I'm guessing, right? Like, blowing up fireworks next to my house. And I was like, fuck those teenagers. It's 2 a.m. Somebody should call the police. But even when I say somebody should call the police, like, there's still a part of my brain saying, don't be that old guy that calls the police. So I didn't. But really, it's 2 a.m. My dog's losing him. I don't care it's 2 a.m., but my dog's losing his shit. You know, he's afraid. And I was like, why do you have to do this in the park? Go fucking somewhere where you don't bother anyone. I'm sure people around here have children as well. You're just fucking waking them up. because Anyway, it doesn't matter. So uh, uh, every year we, we take him out. So, yeah, Germans like to book ahead. So we couldn't find a place to, to, to book. This was like two years ago, right? Or one year ago, sorry. We couldn't find a place to book, right? So what we did was we found the smallest, shittiest little town. This was two years ago shittiest little town we can find in Germany, which I don't even remember the name of it. And we said, all right, probably not going to be a lot of fireworks there. And we went to this shitty little town in the middle of nowhere. We got there with a the train. Literally, there's nothing. Like, there's there's a small town. It's a little center. And we were there till kind of the evening. It was There was no explosions. And then they started the fireworks. So we took the dog to the hotel room. Now, hotel room. Uh, all the windows are closed, so we don't hear anything, but it's a small hotel room, and we can still hear the explosions, and my dog is so afraid, he farts the whole fucking night, and we can't open the window because then the explosions are stronger, and we are literally having a fart sauna. <laughs> you know, it's a fart sauna. That's what's happening, and I, I literally got a headache from that. Uh, so a year later, we went to Poland with friends, and we stayed in an attic, you know, it looked like an, a house on Airbnb, but apparently it was an attic, so we felt like on a front a little bit. That was nice. But it were less explosions, even though they do it in Poland as well. And this year, this year, we're stuck uh, here because of Corona. No Airbnbs, no hotels, and they didn't outlaw the um, fireworks themselves. Uh, they, they outlawed buying them. But, you know, here and there, I'm already hearing them, and I'm figuring tomorrow is going to be fireworks. Uh, so, yeah, I was invited to all this shit, and for everybody, this is a cool day. And you know what? If I didn't have my dog, this would be a cool day. I would, you know, I, I still have plans, but, I, I, you know, my main concern is that my dog doesn't, doesn't get a heart attack. Mm, Julie, yeah, I like fireworks, but I also think that it got too far the last years. Yeah, man, it's, it's an insane... It's an insane thing. I understand. You, you, it's like a weapon. You're like the Wild West. You get a weapon and you can fire it. You can fire it. I heard people fire it into buildings and at buses and shit like that. But it's, it's too much. It's like, fuck, it's the Wild fucking West. It's too much, dude. I mean, again, if I didn't have a dog, maybe I would look at it differently. But 
literally, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, yeah. So I don't know what your plans are. <laughs> you can't really do much because of Corona. But a, uh, like uh, a friends of ours from Israel sent us like this uh, Zoom game that we can play. I don't think it's Zoom, but it's like an online game that we can play with a bunch of friends. That's option A. Option B is uh, we can go to friends' house uh, that live in Mitte, but the problem they don't live in Mitte, they live in Pennsylvania, but they live next to Mauer Park, which is also a problem because maybe there's more fireworks there than where we live, so we don't know. But they, you know, they they offered us to go there. We usually leave the city with them, uh, so you know they want to have like a onesie party and uh, and watch like a Pixar movie and whatever. That could be fun. And then a few comedians uh, are having a little gathering, and I was invited to that as well. Uh, so yeah, so there's that. Um, I, look, I love the fact that it's the new year. You know, I don't, I don't give a shit. It's the Christian New Year. By the way, you know the Louis C.K. joke: if you want to know who controls the, the 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 world, you just have to ask yourself, what year is this? <laughs> Two thousand and twenty-one. According to who? <laughs> it's a very good joke. Anyway, but it's true. It's like you know, it's like everybody's accepted that timeline. Yeah, to, because the, the world is billions of years old, but we're like, oh, no, it's 2021. Anyway, so I, I, I like the sim symbolism of a new year and and the idea that every year is new and that we can do something new with it, and uh, I really like it. But uh, the New Year's itself is it's just a weird... I mean, when we went out of town with friends and we kind of, I don't know, we, we got a house, we rented a house for a few days, and uh, and we made food and uh, and I don't know we played some games and shit that was nice and then you get to raise a toast and and wish yourself things for the new years but man I, usually like in Israel as well I didn't go to parties because parties in Israel are are like parties in New Year suck there's just too many people cramped in a thing you know and if I'm if I am in a party like that you know where I'm in a little like I'm in a, in a club and there's too many people everybody's on each other everybody's on drugs. My wish for the new year is never to do that again. <laughs> That's basically what it is. Hmm. I wanted to meet a friend and her family, but she is sick now, and so I will be alone. Don't know how to feel about this, but I try my best to make tomorrow a nice day for me. Yeah, you know, don't fall into the don't fall into the symbolism of it. You know, everybody's uh, this is another social thing. Uh, this is a day that you have to do something. No, you know, you can just make it nice for yourself. Have a toast with yourself. What I would say is. If you want to, you know, take some symbolism out of the new year, you can sit down with yourself, have a glass of wine or a joint or whatever you enjoy, sit in the tub or something like that, and just think about the last year, things that you liked about it, things that you didn't like about it, things, things that you liked about yourself, things that you didn't like about yourself, and, you know, things that you want to do next year and things that you're hoping that will happen next year. I've got some, I've got some wishes for next year. You know, I hope some projects that I've been working on will come to fruition next year and uh, I hope my wife's uh, uh, new projects goes well and uh, I hope uh, you know I hope uh, I hope to be happy happier you know I talked the last podcast about not thinking and it's 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 going well I like it so I hope I'm gonna be happy and uh, you know I hope my body's gonna get stronger and uh, you know I, I'll, I'll lose more weight and stuff like that um, yeah, and I, I hope it'll just be a calm life, you know? I think it'll be cool. Uh, how do you wrap up 2020? That's a good That's a good topic. Man, 2020, huh? That was a fucked up year. Um, 
a lot of people are talking about the, the fact that twenty twenty was like uh, put like changed their perspective. Which I'm not sure it's true because I think when the virus is gone, then maybe everybody's going to go back to their own being the same assholes and complaining about the same things on Facebook. But yeah, man, I think I once heard this story from uh, Adamas wrote, hmm, hmm, what do you mean by hmm, Adamas? Um, I think that, oh, no, somebody told me this story about their grandma uh, that lived in Jerusalem, right? And uh, many years ago. And he said that she thought that she had some financial security because she had a house. And she thought that up until the point a missile went through her house and destroyed it. <laughs> so it's just that shift in perspective where you go like, oh, shit. Like, whatever I was planning, whatever I held on to as a security blanket is not necessarily <clears throat> the security blanket I thought it would be. And I think that's probably a very strong message, message for 2020. But I think, you know, I live, I live a module life. Like I live a module, do you say? No, I think uh, I live a fluctual life. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm self-employed. I'm an artist. I'm, you know, I do all sorts of stuff. And I like improv. I, I, I studied improv. I love improv uh, on a day-to-day on -day basis. And uh, to me, this was an interesting year more inwardly than it was outwardly. It was less about, I don't have kids, thank God. I don't have a, I don't have a job where I have to go to the office, thank God. So not a lot of things shifted for me other than the fact that everybody was catching up to what the way I was behaving. And maybe the fact that, you know, me and my wife are spending more time together at home because she doesn't go out to do her things and I'm going to last meetings and stuff. Um, so I would say... Uh, this year for me was a focus about the mobility of my inner world, the ability to not only adapt, but reorganize, you know, the things that are important to me and use this time to kind of check my relationship with the world and what my needs really are. Uh, you know, where, where the hectic shit, uh, that I'm attached to is not really needed and where, when the things are needed, uh, you know, what's really important to me. Uh, and I think at the end of the day, it comes back to very banal stuff. You know, it's like, it's like my body is really important to me. I went through an operation. I've been working on my body to make it strong. I realized how important that is. Uh, and my general sense of, of, you know, of calm, and stability, it's super important to me because that makes me happier, you know. And I realize there's all sorts of things that happen outside that you want to do, but it comes with the, with a price. It comes with FOMO. It comes with I want to be that person or this person. I think 2020 taught me anything. It's it's kind of like, you know, being in peace with being myself. I would say, or trying to. Julie wrote, I would love to learn a new language, but I don't think this will happen with closed schools and all that. Don't have the discipline to do it by my own. Yeah, I get it. I'm trying to learn German. Uh, I mean, I had a bit of German because I grew up here when I was a kid. And, uh, and, I, uh, and, and ever since I got here, I've been talking a bit of German and I went to a few courses. But here's what I started to do. I have now started to watch uh, either a movie 
that I know in English uh, dubs to German, or, and this is something I've started to do the last few days, listen to a podcast in German, where I don't understand most of it, I guess, or let's say 50% of it, I guess, but I understand the context of what most of the stuff that they're saying. So I'm guessing my subconscious is learning stuff. So that's the way I've elected to do it. I don't know if I ever, ever speak proper German, but I'm getting better at it. I'm not like, I'm not, like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure I'm very like goal-oriented. I am goal-oriented with certain things like projects that I do and, you know, uh, creativity and stuff like that. But generally, I just want to have a chill life. I think that's what it is. I just want to have a chill life where I'm having fun. And and I feel like a lot of it has to do with like realizing what it is that I feel, you know, what it is that I'm connecting to, what it is that I'm, you know, and while trying to push out all the different noises and, and anxiety and and all the options out there, you know, just like coming to terms with who I am and then working with that. You know, and uh, and I'm not a guy that uh, learns languages very well. <laughs> I was when I was a kid. I learned some languages. I knew a few. I know a few languages. I know uh, I know Hebrew pretty good. I know English, as you know, it's not my native language, but it seems like it is, right? And then uh, and I know a little bit of German. That's impressive. I'm not one of those guys who knows seven languages. I guess or people. I guess I don't know, man. I guess there's only a certain level of shift that you can do unless you really, really want to. And if you really, really want to, then I guess you're that kind of person. I once had a joke about this, like, uh, you know, there's always, like, uh, anxiety that, oh, you know, maybe I'm gay and I'm hiding it from myself. And I had this joke about, uh, you know, uh, the people who, there's a difference between having anxious thoughts about uh, being gay and, and being gay. The difference is you're thinking they're sitting... Oh, maybe I'm gay. And the gay people are now the Kit Kat Club going, <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. I did it on stage for like five minutes. <laughs> I miss the stage, man. I miss the stage. I fucking miss it. It's so nice to perform, to do stand-up, to hear people laughing. It's, uh, it's fun. But I, I like this. I mean, I enjoy this. I enjoy this too, but not as much as the stage, man. I mean, I love you guys, but hearing you, you know, hearing you laugh, it's it's the one thing I miss. Like it's it's a it's a relationship where you can feel what's going on in the room, what's going on with people, what what is what is happening right now. Oh, that's so good. I would like to help you learn German and you can help me learn Hebrew. Are you learning Hebrew? Are you trying to learn Hebrew? I mean, that could be a good tandem if you want to do that on Zoom or something like that. I'll do that for sure. But do you want to learn Hebrew? Have you started to learn Hebrew in any way? Yeah, I don't mind. I'm like I'm not good at the vocabulary. Like I'm not good at structure of language, but I can talk. I mean, if you want to talk in Hebrew a bit and I talk in German a bit, we can do that on Zoom for sure. <sighs> I want to learn Hebrew. Why? Why, Julie? Why do you want to learn Hebrew? Hebrew is such a fucked up language and it is not used by anyone. I mean, German, you've got, you've got Austria, at least, you know, you got uh, Switzerland, parts of Switzerland. Hebrew, what are you going to do with Hebrew? Only in Israel you speak Hebrew. What I like about Hebrew is uh, it's, like a, it's like an alien language. You know, every time I speak, like, I speak Hebrew in the complete confidence that most people around me don't know it. 
So I got a secret language. Whenever I speak to my wife or I speak to another Israeli, we've got this secret language, you know. Also, it looks weird. And we write the opposite way. Uh, you guys write from from uh, uh, left to right. We write from right to left. And when my friends see it, like my comedian friends see it, they think it looks like alien when they see me writing like WhatsApp or whatever. Uh, they think it's like an alien language. Uh, it's it's funny to me. So I don't know why you want to learn Hebrew. What you wanna you wanna get biblical? Uh, it sounds interesting and it looks awesome. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, could be. I mean, it's your perspective. I grew up with it, so I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's why everybody... It's weird. Like, the reactions to Hebrew people give me is like... is a chumus <laughs> and shit like that. And also, some people says it sounds like French, which to me is like, no. Here's here's what I think. I think Hebrew and also the, the, the Israeli way of things uh, is... Uh, is um, is very there's a down to earthness to it, and there's kind of like a hustling thing to it. If you start learning Hebrew and you're talking Hebrew, there's something a little bit like eh, the chutzpah. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a, the Hebrew is a bit of a uh, it's a, bit a sneaky language, one would say. You know, uh, I don't want to say we're sneaky Jews, but maybe we are. <laughs> Adomas writes. When will you make a live stream together with your wife? Uh, which I take as a positive thing because what you're saying is like you like that. But I also kind of feel it's a critique on what I'm doing right now. <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Get your wife over here. Uh, yeah, Domas. Uh, we are probably going to do it on Saturday. Uh, either Saturday or Sunday, depending on our mood. She's still thinking about the live option. Uh, I don't know if you guys know it, but uh, we did a show where me and my wife are talking about being a couple in quarantine. You can check it out on my wall. It's not. You can just scroll down and you'll see it on my comedy called Oriya Levy. Uh, and, uh, and, and, yeah, it's right there. By the way, I think this is a good time to mention that uh, <laughs> Damas wrote, no, no, thank you. Thank you, for <laughs> thank you for clarifying that it wasn't a critique on this show. Anyway. This is a good time to mention, maybe, that, uh, you know, I, I self-produced this show. There's no money in it. There's no sponsors, uh, sadly. Uh, yeah, I got it. I got it that it's not a critique. I get it. I get it. You just you just miss my wife. I understand. Most people that talk to me are like, where is his wife? She's much more interesting. I get It's fine. I was kidding. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's a good combination, me and my wife, especially, like, uh, generally, like, in life. That's why we're married, I guess. But also... When we go out, a lot of people that know me think I'm just a general asshole. And then they meet my wife and they go, oh, well, she's she's amazing. He's got to have something more. And they just don't know that I, uh, I'm very good at fooling her. <laughs> tell her that we would love to see her in a live stream with you. Yeah, I will tell her. I will tell her this. I also showed her the comments because she wasn't even sure we should do it at all. And I was like, no, no, I think we should do it. I think it's interesting. I don't know. Like, I mean, I, don't, I, I, I look for podcasts. I don't really watch a lot of live streams. <laughs> I just do one. Um, but I haven't, I've never seen like a, um, like a real couple just sitting down talking about, you know, stuff in their relationship. And I feel like that's it's a good thing. You know, it's a good thing for us because it's kind of like, you know, couples therapy. And it's a good thing for other people because, you know, whether you're in a relationship and you kind of want to, you know, you want some... I don't know, mirroring to your relationship, or you're not in a relationship yet, and you kind of want to hear the intricacies of, of what it means to be in a relationship. So that's on my wall. 
uh, you can check that out. And we're probably going to do another show on uh, on Saturday, uh, unless it's Sunday. It's probably going to be Saturday. <clears throat> so follow follow the page. If you're on not on the page, my comedy called Oriel Levy, come to Facebook and write my comedy called Oriel Levy and like my page. And uh, if you are, uh, you know, Julia Domas, whoever is listening to this today, uh, please uh, share this video or whatever video you think may attract your friends. You can also go to a recommendation of, in my page and write a recommendation, like write a review, uh, five stars, and, uh, you know, let people know because it's self-produced. Nobody's helping me. I'm not famous. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm doing this show because I need to. And if you like it, then uh, help me out. Uh, and share and just uh, write what you think of it, you know? Well, I would also love to hear it, you know, what, what you guys think of it. So that would be cool. Whew, a lot of talk, man. A lot of talk. Uh, oh, and please invite Shachak again to your show. I'm kind of getting vibes of, yeah, we don't like you today, Ori. <laughs> you need help. <laughs> you need your wife or you need Shachak. You need, you need, you need some support uh, for your show recently. Uh, yeah, no, I will, I will, you know, like, the thing about having guests is it's fun. I like to have guests, um, sometimes. Sometimes I just like to shoot the shit, and then sometimes I like to have guests. So I'll probably have Shachak on again at some point. Uh, it's just a matter of, like, I just do this show because I feel like it, you know? If I feel like talking, I'll just talk. If I feel like having guests on, I'll bring guests on. If you know someone hyper-interesting that you think that I should have on and you have a direct connection to them, please let me know and I will and I will then have them on. Uh, I did that with a few cases, like someone uh, that I know, she uh, recommended uh, an activist from Black Lives Matter in America, which is still on, if you click on the videos on my page, you can still watch that video. It was fascinating. It was fascinating talk about, uh, about uh, being black in America, which is way more complex than I ever thought, uh, you know, listening to rap music. <laughs> No, I just it's just super complex. Like it's it's fascinating. So, what am I gonna wish for the new year? Uh, vaccines, I guess. I guess vaccines. Now Israel is getting a lot of uh, props from uh, props, I guess not props uh, from the world because uh, uh, of the way they treated like the vaccine. They really quickly, uh, you know, are distributing like they they in nine days they gave five hundred thousand people vaccines. Which is pretty amazing. Like, um, I mean, Israel is not good at many things, but it really is good on, you know, if you you, you need to get shit done, you do it. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, it's like uh, it, it's amazing. The Germans are very good at planning, but not as good in executing. And then German and then Israelis are very bad at planning, but very good at executing. So uh, I guess I guess uh, if there wasn't that little historical rift, uh, Jews and Germans could like Israelis, not Jews, Israelis and Germans could have done well together through the years. That was probably Hitler's mistake. <laughs> you know, he just, he got rid of all the Jews. He's like, how are you going to run a successful operation <laughs> if you don't have Jews? It's a flaw within the system itself. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, oh, like, <laughs> I wonder if there was ever like critique. It was just like, here's my plan. And then someone's like, so you're going to get rid of all the Jews? Yeah. How are we going to make the plan work? You go to a concentration camp. And that's how he failed. Yeah, it's the, only, the only thing Hitler needed was Jews <laughs> to take over Europe. Just needed some Jews. All right. Uh, 
so yeah, I wish I wish for us that this new year uh, will be full of love. I hope you find love, and I hope you find love in your heart, and I hope you feel the love of the universe. I was just talking to my friend on the phone about death, and then the older you get, you kind of start talking about it realistically. Would you? Would you? You know, if you get to a, we were talking about, you know, adoption as a form of kind of like not having children, but giving something to somebody, and also have somebody that cares about you when you die, when you're older. Also talking about, would you, you know, uh, accept all whatever it is that you're going through with the disease, or would you kill yourself? You know, all sorts of stuff like that, which is heavy shit to talk about. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess. Uh, I guess love, you know, love is is uh, is important because it's you know it's it's. I wish for you to to see the love that's inherent in the system. You know, I wish it for myself. You know, the love of uh, of life. You know, we're living. Of course, we're spewing shit and we're on Facebook and we're complaining about everything. But there's there's we are part of the act of creation. You know, we are alive. That is fucking amazing. I was just looking at the moon for a while yesterday night and today. Look, go out. Look at the moon. The moon is amazing. It's a full moon, and it, it's it's uh, spewing light. It's fantastic. So I wish for us. Doesn't matter if we get to leave the house or not leave the house. But this year will be full of of love and appreciation for the things that we are, not only the things that we have, but the things that we are, and the abilities that we have. And uh, I wish for you a lot of success and success in terms of, uh, you know, being connected and correlated to the next stage of your own evolution and uh, being able to rise to the occasion and see what it is that you're trying to become without your thoughts fucking it up and without your fears fucking it up, uh, you know, and I hope that you are willing to, you know, that we, why well, say you and we, we will be able to accept who we are as changing individuals and i hope you may you know get a lot of sex money and health hope we have be healthy hope you don't get corona hope that uh you know your health will not only be good but you will upgrade it that you will connect to the feeling that you want your body to be stronger and you'll do something about it not because of coaches on youtube yelling at you that you should stretch but because you feel the need to to to, to use your body well and to strengthen it so you can do all the things that you're dreaming of doing. And sex and money because money is nice and because you can order stuff from Amazon and travel around the world. And sex is just a very good feeling on your genitals. I don't know if you ever had sex or not, but I recommend it. <laughs> I think, you know, I'll give it five out of five stars uh, as sex goes. Uh, I think it's good. I think if you look at the rest of your day, uh, sex could be one indeed, one of the highlights of your day. So I recommend, and I hope for you to get a lot of sex. That's just my wishes for the new year. Uh, so happy, happy new year, everybody. Happy Rauch. This is the way Germans say new year, Rauch. Only, only Germans can, can make a new year sound like a cockroach. Uh, all right. I often thought about not having children would probably mean to be alone when I get older, but you can never be too old for having friends. And I have a nephew who is awesome. So maybe I'm not alone because he will visit his cool aunt later. Um... And Adamas wrote, great. Hey, man, thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, um, and I wish for you all these things. Uh, so, yeah, I was thinking about that. Like my mom, my dad uh, passed away a few years ago. My mom is basically on by herself. She's 80 years old. 
but she's fucking active. She's got her friends. She's got like she she's taking a car everywhere. She does have uh, uh, grandchildren from my from my brothers, you know. But I think growing old is like everything else, you know. It's just what it is, you know. During life, you can be happy, you can be sad, you can have everything. A ton of friends, a ton of money, a great career, and a lot of shit to do. But you're fucking depressed. You hate, and you want to kill yourself. Or you can have nothing, and uh, you know, sit at home, watch telenovelas all day, and be happy. So I'm guessing being old is the same as that. You know, it's the same as that. Hopefully, you'll still have friends when you're old. Hopefully, you'll, you know, if you treat your body right, which you really should get on. That's what I'm telling myself as well. I'm trying to strengthen my body so when I get old. You know, I have some good years with my body. We're like working together to still have a good time. And uh, when we can't uh, do shit anymore, I hope, uh, you know, then, you know, we get help from somebody else. That's an experience. And if uh, if it's too shit, then, you know, maybe we'll leave. And if it's not too shit, then we'll just have an experience. Yeah. Yeah. Guten Rach. I hate that. I heard about 20 times today. I don't know, man. I don't know. There's something passive aggressive about everything German. Guten Rauch, you know, and uh, and throwing the trees out in the street, like the tree holocaust is out there already. I saw that. Everybody's throwing their fucking trees out of the house. The funny thing about that to me is that because uh, people don't want to just throw it on the sidewalk, they want to throw it where it's natural. So they put it on the sand, which is next to another tree. And I always feel like that tree is probably super intimidated. <laughs> He's just looking at this dead th tree that... People just threw out. It's like a threat, you know. It's like a mafia threat. It's like uh, it's like them, like the mafia, like the people are telling the alive tree, "You better fucking give me some good shade and win in summer, you motherfucking piece of shit, or this is gonna happen to you." <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, happy twelve oh twenty one. Yeah, this year is Poland. Is it twenty twenty one? Is is it? Well, the the way that you wrote it, it is. Yeah, but this is 120, 21. This is not 2021. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, that's a different count. All right, if you're taking out Christianity, I'll take that. Oh, sometimes I love to be passive. I know you're German. You can't help it. Passive aggressiveness is in your nature. When when me and my wife were were dating, we're, we can maybe talk about it on the on our on our uh, couple's uh, stream on Saturday because uh, we're doing, if you just joined, this is going crazy, but on Saturday I'm doing a show called Couple in Quarantine with my wife. It's a live stream where we talk about our relationship during quarantine. Uh, then uh, she she used to be passive-aggressive. She didn't even notice it. It's like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do the dishes, or yeah, sure, uh, you know, uh, you know, oh, oh, the dishes are not clean. I can't I can't eat because the dishes are not clean. I, I would just always shut that shit down. I was just like, you know what? If you want to tell me to do the dishes, just tell me that. I can't listen to the sideways. And she was like, yeah, all right, makes sense. I understand. And that's it. It's gone. That's what Germany needs to learn. Just, you know, that's if you want to learn Hebrew, Julie, that's what's going on in Israel. People tell you shit to your face and people just deal with it and it's fine. Germans are just like, just don't roll your eyes at me. Just tell me what you want. Fucking damn it. I add 10,000 years because I am a human era calendar. What does that mean, human era? We've been around for more than 10,000 years. Counting years since first civilization project, first temple. Is that 10,000 years? Only 10,000 years since the first temple? I don't think so. I think it's much, 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 much uh, uh, earlier. I was listening to to this. Uh, uh, I, I, I talked about this. Yuval Noah Harari 
lecture. He's got a great book. Uh, it's called Species. I, I recommend listening to it. But I think uh, I think the first temple was like uh, like tens of thousands, even a, like hundreds of thousands of years old or something. They found something somewhere, Mesopotamia or whatever. I don't even remember. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right. I'm normally an idiot. That's why I do this and not. Uh, no, it's 12k years. 12 12k years. So that's more. Oh, so it's 120. Ah, oh, I see what you mean. But that's that's how you count. Don't shouldn't we should we count like uh, um, since the beginning of planet Earth or something like that? Why are we counting from from? Well, maybe because it's called sapiens. Oh, Ray Masters, sure, sapiens. What did I say? I say well, I say species. Oh yeah, I did say species. Yeah, it's called sapiens. You see, I'm dumb. It's good that you guys come in and educate me because I'm an idiot. I'm just spewing shit out, which I hopefully. You know, I hope you find somewhat interesting or you know useful in a way. Uh, but I'm I'm also an idiot. So uh, uh, sapiens, good that you're here to educate me. Uh, no, it's twelve thousand year old in Turkey. Gobekli. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Gobekli Tepe. You're right. Oh, it's only twelve thousand years old. I didn't even know that. And a YouTube link from Adamas, which I can't really do right now, but I will do. It. No, no, you're right. You're right. I remember that Yuval Noah uh, talked about uh, talk about. Uh, Gobekli Tepe, which basically what Adomas is getting at here, if you just uh, is that he's counting 10,000 years more because of the first temple, the first civilization. So he's saying it's actually 120, 21, which is so much cooler, you know. Like, imagine a, a, a sci fi movie starting with 120, 21. That's, that's, that's way cooler. I, I support that. I support that. I think we should stop with this 2021. Bullshit. Not bullshit, because you know, we're in this year. We're all co correlated to it. I'm going for it. Fucking happy 2021. Enjoy this fucking year. May this be the best year of your fucking life. Uh, but at the same time, you know, let's think about uh, adding maybe 12,000 years. Uh, how's the film writing going? Look, my camera is is going to die at any moment because we're already past the so I'm just telling you, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop the stream yet. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna. It's probably gonna die in any moment. So when it dies, I'm just gonna call it a night. But you guys have started wrote, writing some things, so I'm just gonna answer the film. Uh, I, I here's the thing about the film. It, I I started writing it, not writing it, but creating it, like you see in the wall. I kind of disconnected from from it for a while. Then I saw Wonder Woman 1984. It's a huge piece of junky shit, pile of dog shit. And I told myself maybe what I should be doing. Is writing a comedy film about superheroes, you know, like not not like 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 you know, like a Mel Brooks kind of like a Monty Python kind of, you know. So I'm I'm kind of refocusing the idea to think about a a, a superhero that's going through a midlife crisis. I think that would be that would be cool. So I'm kind of thinking about it. Maybe just because, you know, the structure of all these superhero films is always the same thing. It's it's kind of biblical. You know, it's kind of like the, the, they always use the same pattern. There's always some fucking asshole, and he's always something lame about their life. And then they accidentally get the superpower, and then at the same time, somebody else gets a superpower, and then they have to, you know, they're, they're enjoying their superpower, but then they understand that they need to take responsibility, and that guy becomes stronger, so they start battling that guy. And then at the end, they they, they have to make a choice, and they try to make that guy be good, but he's never good, so he, they fight. Blah, blah, blah. And at the end, everything is good, but they learn something about the responsibility. Whatever the fuck, you know? So we all know this so well by heart at this point 
that I thought, oh, it could be just cool to just do a comedy about it. Let's make it completely unserious and fucking ruin it. Fucking just, just be ruthless. Uh, ruthless. So that's how the writing is going. This is the direction I'm thinking about. Uh, just making like a dumb comedy about it. Could be good. Uh, Germans will never take you seriously if you're not passive aggressive. Teach me Hebrew. I'll show you how to be passive aggressive the German way. Whew, I'm not sure I'm ready for that level of, of uh, passive aggressive behavior. All right, cool. I can teach you Hebrew, but you need to learn the basics because I can, I can only talk to you in Hebrew. But I'll do the tandem with you. But... You know, if you are going to teach me how to be passive aggressive like a German, I'm going to teach you how to cut to the chase and be in your face like an Israeli because that's the way we are. You know, if you go to Israel to a comedy show, you know, I'm not saying it's good. The comedy show, the comedy, stand up comedy there is normally not good, but at least it's honest. You know, it's going to say, you're ugly, you're fat, you're this, you're that. It's just the way it's, it goes when there's no PC there. Uh, and how have you gone insane yet? How have I not gone insane yet? Uh, how, how have I not gone insane yet? I disagree. <laughs> it seems like I am insane. I just think that I am able to have enough balance to maintain life while I'm doing it. <laughs> I th so maybe it's not completely insane. I think I am somewhat insane. Uh, I don't know. I always have this. Uh, maybe it's the you know, maybe it's the Jewish survival skill or the Israeli survival skill part. It's like you know, uh, manage whatever the fuck is going on in your brain, but at the same time, don't forget the outside world to check that you're still surviving. So there's always like a correlation. I think when I was young, when I was like uh, four, I'm still young, but um, when I was 14 or something like that, I had this idea. I talked about it last time. I invented Marxism for myself. I didn't know it existed, but. I realized what I have to do in order to survive. I have to play ball with the market. And I told myself the only way I'll be able to live my, with myself if I, is if I do things that I love and enjoy. So, uh, and so I decided to do uh, art, you know, to write and to do all these kind of things. And I've been doing it ever since. And that's kind of like the line I've been walking. And uh, knock on wood, uh, it's going well. Hopefully 2021 will make it even better. Amen. I hope that for myself. Amen. Uh, and uh, and that's how I kind of remain, you know, kind of sane because, you know, I get to be insane in my brain, but then I get to spew it out on a page or, or on a or in a live stream or in a comedy show and people seem to like it in a way. And then uh, sometimes they pay me for it. So I guess uh, I managed to run that line. If I was homeless, I would probably be completely insane talking to myself in the street, you know, smelling my farts and, and masturbating on the U-Bahn, which is a dream of mine. You know, it is a dream of mine. I'm thinking the guy who really doesn't give a fuck is the guy who masturbates on the Uber. Uh, how, uh, plug in the camera. Let's talk. Thanks, man. Uh, plug in the camera. I'm not sure that I can. I've never done it. Uh, I've, never, I've never plugged this camera into the electricity while the show is going on. Maybe that, that's an option. I don't know. Uh, super balls. What, what is that? Do you mean like I have super balls? Did you mean super balls? Do you mean space balls by Mel Brooks? I don't know. Okay, deal. Yeah, you'll teach me passive aggressiveness. I'll teach you Israeli. But listen, the Israeli, like, here's a story for you. Uh, oh, it's oh, you mean, okay, a superhero film by Mel Gibson, Super Balls. Yeah, that's a good name, man. Fucking Ray Masters. If I call it Super Balls, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a thank you at the end of the, of the movie. Super Balls. Oh, that would be, oh, Super Balls. Huh. That, but that sounds a little like Super Ball, like the, 
like the American uh, uh, football thing. Super Bowls. That could be Super Bowls. Mm, interesting. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I'm still thinking about it, but I have kind of an idea of what the superpower is of this superhero, uh, but uh, I'll tell you that later. Uh, so here's a story for you, Julie. I went to Israel, you know, in the times of old where you can actually fly. Play. Oh, you see? Camera's fucking dead. All right, listen, I'm going to use the other camera. This is going to look way shittier. I'm sorry about this, but, you know, my camera just dies. Uh, let's see if this is that. Yeah, you see? The quality drops. It's so bad. But all right, I'll continue a little bit because you guys are writing. I'm sorry for this. This looks like, now it looks like the Holocaust. So, uh, yeah, look at this. It's It's horrible. This is like a bonus track at the end of a show. Like at the end of it, already people are leaving. <laughs> it's just like, this is the bonus track. This is for people who are really interested, you know? So um, the I'm, 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 I apologize for this. I, ha I know, I have to connect. Listen, less, next time, I'll, I just think the show will be like 30, 40 minutes and I'll be done, but sometimes it goes longer. So I'm just going to connect it to, uh, thanks, Adoma says, no problem, it's okay. I uh, appreciate that. I'm also trying, I'm going to get a backdrop uh, and I'm going to get a better mic, uh, but you know it's a work in progress. As I said, nobody's funding this show, so please, if you have, uh, you know, at least share it or send me money so I can fund this show better. So, all right, I'll just tell you a story about about uh, about the Israeli thing, right? So, because uh, me and Julie have a deal in tandem, she's going to teach me German passive aggressiveness, and I'm going to teach her Israeli, like not giving a fuck, right? So here's a story. I came, I, I I flew to Israel in the days where technology was allowed, and uh, there was a line for the taxis, right outside of the airport in Israel. And this German woman and her husband, and she's looking like this German woman, you know, she's you know she's got a good posture, she's dressed well, and she's going to the taxi stand, and she's like, uh, you know, I need a taxi, and all the Israelis are just passing her, like she thinks in her brain. A line, like a, a line to a thing, a line to the taxi stand, that's applicable. That is that's a social norm. Because in Germany, if you go anywhere close to breaking the line, people just, oh, you know, you're, you're, the passive aggressiveness buries you when you go to the end of the line. In Israel, nobody gives a shit. So she started noticing people taking her taxis, just passing her. And then she, like you saw her entire body, her entire existence just changed. She was like, and she got this information, got assimilated into her brain. And she said, no, no, this is my taxi. You're like, and you suddenly see her becoming aggressive and Israeli. And you're like, now you know what Israel is a little bit. And Israel is that. That is like that little change. So you're living in a, in a, in a civilized jungle, essentially. And we, you know, the Israelis know the rules and everything is malleable. It's really, it's interesting. If you should visit Israel just for that experience. All right. Uh, Orion wrote, I just joined, but you was always kind of insane. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Ori knows me since I was fucking 14 years old or something like that. Maybe even before. And he knows I'm insane. Like we're all we're all good. We all grew up in the same. Like he lived in a good way. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, it's uh, uh, he he lived. Uh, uh, his parents' place was on the other side of the street from my parents' place, so we know each other for a long time. And he's a good guy. He uh, he he basically introduced me into a group of people uh, that were the freaks, the hippies of of Kfasaba. Uh, back then, which I really needed, really saved me. I don't know. Did I tell you this that you really saved me in a childhood because I, this was after my best friend died, and he uh, he introduced me to this group, and they became my group, and really influenced a lot of my life. So I thank you for that, my friend. I hope you have a fantastic year. 
Martin Halle, I wish you a happy new year, whatsoever the count of the new year is. Guten Rutsch. Rauch or Rutsch? I don't know if I'm saying it right. Rutsch. Thanks, man. Thanks, Martin. I wish you the same. Martin is such a cool guy, man. He always likes my posts, even when they're shit. And he comes in and he's a, he always comes to comedy shows. He's a really nice guy. I, I like him. Funny guy. Check him out. Uh, the rest is no problem. Make Patreon. What's Patreon? Like that you guys can give me money? Is that the thing? Would you, though? Would you invest any money in this show? Uh, Patreon for support. I'll give it a shot. Does it cost money to do it? What do you need to do? Just have a link or something like that? I'll, I'll give it a shot. I don't know if you guys want to invest any money in this, but I'm uh, listen. This is my this is my goal for this year, right? I'm, I want to get a backdrop, right? So the backdrop will be here. Uh, it'll be there's there will be two. One is going to be orange, and the other is going to be like a wall of a stand up comedy wall like that. So I want to get that, and I want to get a mic uh, that will have better sound. And also, when I do the show with my wife, then it's going to be better sound. But this is like 200 euros, something like that, to, to invest in all that kind of shit. Maybe a little bit more. Uh, but if you guys are willing to, to give me some money, that'll be fucking awesome. Maybe I'll do it then. Uh, yeah, Germany would kill you just for looking angry at you. Great story. Yeah, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. If you come to Israel, no rules apply, Julie. I'm telling you, this is why, you know, they say, like, Israelis are successful. They say Jews are successful, blah, 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 but that's just being anti-Semitic. But Israelis are successful in the world because we come to a place where there's rules and we disregard them. <laughs> that's essentially what we do. We cut in line. We get in where we need to get in. That's it. You can't tell us not to do it because our country was built on nothing. Our country was basically established with nothing. You know, they told us, hey, you want a country? We said, yeah. And then we said, oh, you uh, you know, we're going to divide it into two. We said, okay, whatever. And then they said, no, 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 we don't want you here at all. And then we said, okay, so now we have to fight for it. And then we said, all right, we're going to build some buildings. All right, here's a building. This, that's a building. You know, it looks the shittiest building alive. Nobody's fixing it. Here's a street. That's a street. That's a thing. That's the way Israel. Israel is just a big country of improv. If you don't know how to improv, you can't fucking survive. That's why a lot of people that come from American, like American Jews that come to Israel, they're like, what the fuck is going on? We don't know, but we know how to handle ourselves in it. Uh, let's be clear. We met when you was on the third grade. I was fourth. Third grade and fourth. Yeah, we met on in, in, <clears throat> we met in the neighborhood, right? Uh, but how do you remember that? No, I know. Not after Ben died. We met before. I know, I know. That's not what I meant. Ben was my best friend that died. What I meant was, uh, uh, is that we knew each other from the neighborhood, right? Me and Oli, because we lived, uh, he lived uh, in a building right next to my parents. Or from his perspective, I lived in a building right next to his parents. And we met in the neighborhood. We were always kind of like, you know, we met. He says third grade. My memory is not. I don't remember the third grade so much. Uh, so we met before. But he also introduced me after my friend died. Uh, my best friend died. He introduced me to this group of people that he was, uh, uh, you know, he was one of the leaders of the group. And that completely changed my life. So that's what I was thinking, thanking for. When will we ever meet again? Uh, we will, man. Well, we will. Once the corona's over and I get to, uh, uh, we get to, uh, we get to, uh, uh, you know, get to fly again, then, uh, then uh, I'll be around and then maybe we can meet. Oh, this is interesting. I know, bro, you was a weird kid. Please tell me. I don't remember most of my time as a kid. What was weird about me? Tell me, Ori, please tell me what was weird about me. I was also, yeah, you're, yeah, we're still weird, but give me your perspective. What was weird about me as a kid? Julie Ray, great idea from Adamas would support you. Wow, thank you. I appreciate that, Julie. You know what? I'll give it a shot. I've never, I've never, uh, I've never thought about, like, I mean, I've, I've heard uh, platforms, but I've never thought 
anyone would support. But if you guys are willing to support, I'll try. I'll try the link uh, on Monday. See what happens. You know, I'll be I'll be happy to invest in it. And uh, and uh, you know, whoever invests, I will I will uh, thank them. And if I ever have a proper live stream, then maybe I can give you some you know thanks in the credits or whatever. That'd be cool. Uh, we stayed that way. Yeah, I know. I understand. Uh, you didn't give a fuck. You just played what you wanted to play, and you could maybe join you. Ah, okay. Well, that's not that weird. That just means that was... Well, that's actually nice. I'm happy to hear that. I was thinking you're thinking, oh, you looked like uh, somebody molested you or something. That was, that was cool. Yeah, I guess I was in my own world. I still am, man. I still live in my own world. I live in this imaginary world where I believe in things that maybe other people don't believe in, and I just do my thing and, and uh, hope that people will join in and find some value. This is what this stream is. Look, look, I've been thinking about this stream a lot, you know, and I was just like, I don't know exactly what it is. I don't know what other people do with their live streams, you know. I know a lot of people are like, here are 10 things you should know about the planet, the moon, or the planet Earth, or here are 10 things you should know about Jessica Parker, or here, the, here is my dick, you know, whatever people do. Here are my tits. I, I don't know what people do. I don't care, really. Uh, and I was thinking about it. Would I, like, I like to listen to my own live stream, but if I wasn't me, would I like to? I don't know. But the only thing I know is I'm enjoying doing this. And so I will do this as long as I'm enjoying doing this. And hopefully other people will like it. And some people do. And I really appreciate you guys that like what I do. And you're joining in. And that's fantastic. And I love that. And, and I just try to go with that flow. You know what I mean? I'm still doing that. Uh, that way, in your world, you could join if you let them uh, exactly the same as we were kids. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. That was... Uh, all right, cool. That means I've always been an idiot. <laughs> I've always been an asshole. Always been like, this is my world, and you can join if you want. Yeah, man, this is just my perspective. I guess, I guess, as uh, you know, from an artist's perspective, you're supposed to have a perspective. You know, that's what everybody says about artists, right? You're supposed to have a perspective, not because it's true, not because it's necessarily the right one, just because it's mine, and it would be interesting for other people to see another perspective if it's a clear one. Not that my perspective is very clear, but I'm saying I have this world that I live in, the way that I perceive the world, and I'm trying to express it. And then for other people, maybe it's interesting because they're not me, and maybe they're sitting there on the other side of the computer. They thank God I'm not this bald Jew, but at least I get to hear him be pathetic for an hour. Yeah. Uh, what is the punk scene like in Israel? That's most important for me visiting Israel. Where can I find all the punks? Ah, oh, man. Look, there used to be punks in Israel. When I was growing up with Ori, by the way, when we were 14 and 15, uh, there were a lot of hippies. We called ourselves freaks, and there were a lot of punks. Now the punk movement is not that big. I think there are, probably Ori knows some stuff about it. But um, uh, that's that was, uh, that was uh, um, I, I'm sorry, he just wrote something in Hebrew, but I'm, I'm going to address it. Uh, but, uh, oh, he says Alsim, by the way, Alsim. Uh, yeah, that's true. Alsim, all right, here. The, this was a division when we were growing up, right? There were the freaks that had long hair. I had long hair down to here. Believe it or fucking not. You can go on my profile and look at pictures. I had fucking hair down to here, you know. And uh, there were the freaks, and then there were the punks. The punks were more in Tel Aviv. We were in Fulsab, it's a smaller place. And then there were the Alsim, which were the guys who were beating up the hippies, you know? The, the, these guys were like, life is a certain way, and if you don't behave a certain way and you don't dress a certain way, we're going to beat the shit out of you. It was, I, have a, I have a nice story about that. 
Frikim and Arsim. Yeah, it was that. It was it was the division in Fosaba was Frikim, which are hippies, and Arsim, which are just violent. I don't know how to. Uh, there's no equivalent really. Douchebags, I would just say. They just if you didn't behave, how would you translate pimps? Yeah, it's, yeah, but it's not exactly. They weren't pimping. They were. They were. Um, they were. You know. They were. My description of them were that they were frustrated teenagers that you know that were controlled by the mainstream idea of how to dress, how to behave. You always have to look good. They they came from more Arab cultures, I think. And they they looked at us as you know, which we probably were like privileged with you know white Ashkenazi Jews, and they hated the guts and our guts. And if we had long hair, they wanted to beat the shit out of us because that's not a way a man is supposed to be, etc., etc., etc. I got a great story, but the only way to get away from Alsim was to know them or to know their leader. I got a great story about this because I have always been sneaky. I've always been this kind of guy. Always been a hustler. So uh, I I had friends that that were on the border between those two worlds and they connected me with people on the Alsim side which were the guys who beat you up right but so they introduced me to people so the minute it's personal and it's no longer general they kind of shake your hand they say hello to you they see that you're okay so one day there was literally a shop like it was it was it was called a bomba shilbegale which means uh, a, a, a fantastic bagel or whatever. And, and this was not an, a Jewish Ashkenazi thing. It was just like a weird... Anyway, so we don't have that in Israel. So I, this was a place that if you had long hair, if you looked like a hippie, you can't walk next to because you're going to get beaten, beaten up by the Alsin that were sitting there, right? That was just the way it was. So one day I had the balls to pass by that place, right? And I had hair down to here. I had torn clothes. I was just walking around. And as I was walking, like five or seven of these dudes were just fucking getting up to beat me up. But because of my friend, I knew their leader. And I just said from afar, hey, Avna, how you doing? And they were all shocked, looked at him. And he was looking back at me and goes like this. And they all just sat down. <laughs> it's gang mentality. It's basically gang mentality. It was it was uh it was insane time. Like some people got beat up, but it was it was not as harsh as, as you know, school shootings and shit like that. It was just like kids being like whatever it was kids being, but it was violent, you know. Uh there's an Alsim in any culture, they just uh, go by different names. Yeah, I know. But wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh uh, uh Jonas was asking about the punk scene, right? So the punk scene now in Israel, I guess you've got bands doing punks. I'm not really into punk that much. I uh, appreciate that you are. I appreciate, like, if you have some good punk stuff, please send me a link. I would be interested to, to listen to some good modern punk shit. Um, I would say it's not, not really prevalent. There is a few. There are a few underground kind of scenes. Uh, I'm not the guy to ask about them. You can Google it. But regardless, I would say going to Israel, visit Israel for a week or two, that's great, man. You go to Tel Aviv, you go to the beach, you go to the underground punk scene, you go to fucking, you know, go to Jerusalem to see where, you know, uh, they lie about Jesus and about other religions. <laughs> they lie really well because they have ancient structures. They're like, this ancient structure was this. But essentially, it's like going into the future, you know. If you go into the future 10,000 years from now, you look at the structure that you live in right now, like a building, anybody can say anything about that. It's just old. It looks good. Who hustler? Or he says hustler. Yeah, I'm a hustler. I guess I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Wow, guys. It was this was fun. An hour and ten minutes. I haven't had a show of an hour and ten minutes in a while. I thought we'll be 
done in like 30 minutes. I'm happy. I'm happy, you guys. Anyway, listen. This show is called Going Crazy. It's on every Monday and Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Come in. Join the conversation. Come in earlier. You can write me some shit. As you've seen, I, I address it. You know, it's always interesting. Sometimes it's funny. Mostly it's me being pathetic and you can laugh at it. If you want to support the show, uh, apparently now I'm going to put the, I'm going to put up a link next week uh, that you can either support or not because I want to I want to uh, I want to uh, upgrade the show. Really fun, thanks Adamas. And uh, and I want uh, and I want you to know that uh, this show is as you see the quality completely self-produced from my workroom in my in my apartment. Uh, uh, which is just another room that gets you to the little balcony that we have. So it's not that I'm, you know, rich and full of money. So please help me out. Uh, you know, send uh, my page to people. That that's the way to go. Share this video if you liked it. You know, you can also go to my page. It doesn't take long. It just takes like a minute from your taking a shit time. And you go to my page and you go to the recommendation part and you recommend. You can give me five stars. And you write, you know, I recommend this because this bald Jew, you know, is uh, is uh, is uh, so pathetic. I enjoy laughing about him and his uh, and and you know and his genitals. So you can do that, or you can share this video. And if you're really interested, you can go into my page and click on the videos. And I've got some stand-up videos there. And there's the show that I did with my wife, which is called Couple in Quarantine. It's right up there. We're gonna do the live show on Saturday. Uh, me and my wife, where we're going to talk about us, uh, you know, in a, in quarantine, and then at the end of it, we're opening for a few questions from uh, people watching it live about our relationship, about relationship in general. You can ask us anything about anything. Like you can be as harsh as you want, you can be as as intimate as you want. That's uh, not a problem. Uh, Oli wrote, "Hold on, hustler, alsim are hard words. You're neither, please." No, I didn't like hustler to me. Hustler is not that you're you're trying to hustle people out of something. When I mean hustle, I mean like it's combinato. You know, it's like in Hebrew, it's combinato. It's a person who knows how to do certain things to get where he needs to go. It's not necessarily a negative thing. It's not like, uh, oh, you're going to break people's rules or you're going to do it on account of somebody else. Somebody else is, you know, somebody's going to pay for what you're doing. No, it's just about being, you know, flexible. It's about getting to where you need to get in a way that's... Um, that's not orthodox, you know. That's that 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 understands that the world is the rules are, are all make believe, and, and everybody's just a human being, and you can get where you want to get if you just stop playing by the rules and start looking at, at, at people. You know, that's the way I try to live my life. Uh, Julie says, "Yeah, it was great. Thank you very much." Uh, and Adamas is my favorite comedian. Yay! That is the best compliment. For this year, man, for this for this new year, I'm so happy about it. Thank you, I appreciate that so much. Thank you, Adamas. You have the best name of all time, and also very good facts that make me look like an idiot. But I appreciate it. Uh, well, I forgot the name, but Lickly Becky or whatever the name of that temple is uh, for twelve thousand years. So, according to Adamas, this year is a uh, hundred and twenty twenty one. I wish you the best hundred and twenty twenty one. I hope that you come back and you watch the show every Monday and Wednesday at 8.30. Um, it's me. Sometimes I have guests on. It's going to be fun. Happy New Year. Thank you, Adomas. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Ori. Thank you, everybody. Ray, thank you, everybody who wrote today. Jonas, and uh, I appreciate you very much. I hope you have a fantastic New Year. And I will see you on the flip side. Bye-bye.